I love it too, because the whole rest of the league is like, you guys suck, and we're just like, go fuck yourselves. We're yeah, gonna fucking yeah. punch each other in the face in this dark alley, and then we'll come out and fight you. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> What it is and what it ain't. Testing, glesting, resting, besting, sexting. <laughs> Yo, I was thinking that. <laughs> sexting? Michael Kopech just looks fucking... Oh, he's got the old school cleats here too? Oh, it's just sick. I don't think I've ever seen him with a beard. Yeah, he just got this. He looks very different. They call the White Sox... And he is dripping. Yeah, love that. Love that. He is sweating his balls off right now. How does Stan even hit that? Stanton with the mustache. With the mustache. Yeah, I didn't think I would like him with a mustache, but I actually like it. He looks fake Italian. <laughs> he and does. And his name is Giancarlo. He, it is. Because you're probably right. Yeah, I kind of... He, he probably threw me... A, he threw a get-me-over fastball at 96 and then pulled the 100 out of his asshole for the K. Michael Kopech, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh! <laughs> Yo. That looked like he'd been doing that his entire life. Tim Anderson, man. Shortstop for the Chicago White Sox, multiple-time All-Star, won a few Silver Sluggers at shortstop. Didn't start playing baseball until his junior year of high school. Led his high school basketball team to a state championship. Got one offer to play college baseball. Went there. Hit over 350. MLB said, nah, you're at a community college. We don't care. He said, I bet. I'm about 495. 495. Do you know how insane that is? Yeah, I'm talking to you, the person with this in your headphones. Four ninety five, and yeah, I thought Voight was gonna lose his face. Michael Kopech's fastball looked like it could just tear through flesh. If I was an umpire, I'm ducking. I'm gonna be. Like, I'm gonna talk to the catcher, but yo, is he throwing a fastball? His hundred don't <laughs> look like like Chapman. Chapman's hundred look. Oh, Chapman's hundred looks like you know deadly, but Kopech's hundred looks like it could kill you. It's like a heat-seeking missile. Yes. That's what it looks like. Like it's going to find you and murder you. Who says it's not? I'm staying away. I'm running away. He can't. It's on 100. <laughs> He's going to catch you. <laughs> He's going to catch you. I yep. thought fine, too. The White Sox are, to be honest, Ooh. they are my pick to win the World Do Series. Do it to them. The White Sox are my pick to win the World Series. They have been an absolute juggernaut. I want to see White Sox, Blue Jays in the LCS. Ooh, that's just dinger central. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Oh, my God. Vladdy Jr. on the big stage? That's what I want to see. Granted, the uh, White Sox are pulling that out because they're pitching, but still dinger central. Well, who's the who's the uh, White Sox rotation that's going in that series? Giolito, Lynn, uh-huh. and who's the third guy? Keiko? You roll like Heiko? Why not? He's got the, he's got the experience for it. Let's let's see. I I actually don't know the rotation. That's why I'm. I'm That's a little... the only three I know. Oh God. Yo, if I'm ever in a batter's box, and this is as Sadiq as my witness, or anyone as my witness, and you dot a hundred on the corner, and you hit a spot, and I get punched out, I'm gonna drop the bat and sprint at you. 
because you've decided to disrespect me and my family, <laughs> and I've decided to retaliate with violence. <laughs> to retaliate. So you better get that ball back from your catcher immediately. It's the only weapon you have. Unless you're... Bro, Michael Kopech is a crazy motherfucker. He might drop you on your neck. Yo, he's shredded, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was going to say. No mo shit, but like... I forgot what it was. They were talking about him as a top 10 prospect, and somebody made a joke. They were like, yeah, he's a top 10 prospect for baseball and for uh, modeling. And I was like, huh? And I went to his IG, and it's literally just different pictures of him and his girlfriend. He's, he's a good-looking dude. And he's shirtless. Yeah. Bro, he's sculpted. No, no, like Good-looking dude. I can't even hold you. Like, to throw 100 and be that jacked is just like, yeah, yeah. this is what it looks like. I, uh, I kind of recant my statement about the White Sox taking it because they're pitching. Uh, I'm about to look up their uh, Jin Ryu, Robbie Ray, and Jose Barrios. That's who they're rolling out. I, I mean, yeah, but they have to face the White Sox lineup. I mean, so do the White Sox have to face the Blue Jays lineup. Who's in the Blue Jays bullpen, Sadiq? Yes. <laughs> yes. But, he doesn't even have an answer. He goes, yes. yes. <laughs> they have Jordan. I mean, Jordan Romano's been nasty. And they have a bunch of Brad others. Brad Hand. Yeah, Brad Hand's been shitty this year. David Phelps plays for the Blue Jays. Yeah. and Fuck what's you, he, Felpy. They have Dylan Cease and Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon threw a no-hitter this year, don't forget. And he, I think he leads the league in strikeouts. Dylan Cease is throwing 99 with a hammer. And Dallas Keuchel has been solid. So, again, the White Sox are my World Series pick. Yeah. Argue with your mother. <laughs> and if she argues with me, I'm going to tell her to go stand in the box when Kopech throws 100. White Sox-Dodgers would be a nice, nice change-up. I mean, on the American side. White Sox-Dodgers sounds like... I am not moving from my couch for a week and a half yeah. to two weeks because that sounds like just you got Good Scherzer, Bueller, Kershaw, Urias maybe if needed. If needed, he's your fourth guy. Versus oh my god, versus Lynn Giolito, Rodon, Rodon or Keiko. Nah, nah, nah. Keiko's been shit this year. Rodon's younger, he's better. Four or five ERA. You're rolling out Rodon, 100%. Oh, he only has a five, stri- five strikeouts per nine. He has 77 strikeouts in 125 innings. That's not good. Let's see. Carlos Rodon, right? Mind you, Carlos Rodon was picked third in the 2014 draft. And he's had an up-and-down career. He had Tommy John, had a lot of shoulder injuries. But he's throwing 109 innings this year to a 2-3-8 ERA and 160 strikeouts. Very nice. Yeah, and he's on the aisle now with some shoulder fatigue, so they're gonna manage his inning now, his innings now, because he just came off injury. But yeah, so this is crazy, and I just want to bring you to the White Sox's lineup because this is literally why I think they're gonna win the World Series. Garrett Crochet, who is a six-five left-hander that played at the University of Tennessee, he throws a hundred, and he was drafted last year. Drafted in June, came up in August. Yes, the same year, the That's same summer. Correct. Then they have Michael Kopech, who we just mentioned, who has the heat-seeking fastball. <laughs> Yo, that's great. That's great. He's literally heat-seeking fastball. Then they have two guys not as well-known, Aaron Bummer and Ryan Tapera. Right? So to most people, they'd be like, who the fuck are these people? Right? <laughs> so I'm just going to give you this. Aaron Bummer in 39 innings this year. Oh, he's been terrible. 4.15 ERA. But he's a 2.82 FIP, which means he's had some bad luck. But in those 39 innings, he struck out 56. And last year, he had an ERA. Well, he didn't throw that much. But he had a, a .96 ERA in nine innings last year. And in 2019, he pitched 67 innings and had a 2-1-3 ERA. 
How hard do you think he throws, Sadiq? He's a lefty, by the way. 97. 95. Okay. Good enough. 95. Let's go to Ryan DePera, who they just traded for from the from the Cubs, right? 49 innings this year, 276 ERA. How hard do you think he throws? 97. 94. Okay. Still good enough. And then we have... He's a lefty or a righty? He's a righty. Okay. And then we have Craig Kimbrell. We all know about Craig Kimbrell. Who's well, averaging 97... Miles per hour this year. And then they have Liam Hendricks. What's Liam Hendricks averaging on his fastball this year, Sadiq? 98. Yes, sir. With a disgusting sinker. Oh, there he is. No, disgusting slider. Slider, there he is. Oh, and he curses after every pitch. Speaking of devil, that Irish bastard. So we just named five stud relievers that are going to come out of that pen. And then you got to add, right, whoever doesn't make it in the rotation. So you probably got Keiko in there, maybe, just in case. And then you got Dylan Cease who's also a former Cubs prospect, who throws 96. Who's going to be in the pen for the playoffs, so he'll probably be 98 to 100. With a ridiculous hammer. Sounds like a lot of missiles and dingers (sighs) from the Sox that are white. Should we get into the lineup for the White Sox? Or should we just name players? I can name five off rip. All right, go ahead. Eloy Jimenez, Yo Moncada, Luis Robert Jr., Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu. But the people don't know who they are. They're good, motherfuckers. Watch the game because I can't even. I'm just going to put it like this. Oh, God. Eloy Jimenez is a 6'4", 260-pound Dominican man (laughs) that wears, at minimum, three gold chains around his neck when he comes to bat. He doesn't wear an undershirt. Heavier than your dog. Yeah. They just are heavier than your They dog. describe him as an accident waiting to happen in the outfield because he's just a massive fuck that's just running around out there. And he hits balls into new dimensions. Right. Did I mention Luis Robert Jr.? He's not Jr. It's just Luis Robert. Luis Robert, Luis Robert is a Cuban man that came over, got the highest uh, signing bonus ever given to a player. The White Sox gave him a $40 million deal. And then paid the $40 million overage tax to the to the MLB. So they paid $80 million and then signed him to a $60 million, $60 million contract before he even set foot on a major league diamond. He's worth it. He won a gold glove in his first year. And this year he fucked up his hip. But he's back now and he's in over 300. Should we talk about Tim Anderson, who we started about a little bit earlier? Tim Anderson. Mr. The, Tim Anderson, black man from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Had to start with it. Like we said before, he uh, led his team to a state championship in bas- basketball. Always considered himself a basketball player. And then uh, his junior year, he played baseball, hit 333. Senior year, hit 420. And then he went to JUCO and just decided to obliterate JUCO for two years and got drafted 17th overall. And, and now he's a multiple-time All-Star, several Silver Sluggers, which goes to the best hitter at the position he plays, and he's a shortstop. And he's swaggy as fuck. Yes, he is. You guys, if anyone remembers uh, the White Sox-Royals beef when Tim Anderson hit a ball to the moon to win the game. And just chucked his bat. And just threw his bat. And really, I think he really started the whole celebration thing because celebrations were evident. Uh, for a lot of players, but after Tim Anderson did that, and everyone was like, "Yo, why'd y'all throw at him?" After, after that, everybody was just like, "Yeah, fuck it." Like it's crazy because I feel like before it was really just you know the black and the Spanish players that were celebrating. Now I see the white players celebrating, and I'm like, "Hell yeah, hell yeah!" yeah. 
Like, Lance Lynn was not this vocal two years ago. Nah, he's pretty quiet. Lance Lynn be screaming, These fuck. These pitchers are getting crazy now. Yo, yeah. Lance Lynn be grabbing his dick after every fucking strikeout. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. He just grabs a sack. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Jose, Jose Abreu, a Cuban man that packs a lip of tobacco that could kill a small child. In what, uh, <clears throat> in what we call... Ties his beard into a ponytail. Oh, that too. That too. That man is dangerous. Yeah, and he yeah, he's extremely dangerous. Yeah. And he won MVP last year. Then we got the other Cuban man on this team, Yoan Mancada, who plays third base. No Yoked. So Motherfucking Yoke. When he first got scouted, I remember seeing here's they're showing us a shot of Eloy Jimenez with several chains on and no shirt on. <laughs> Five buttons undone. Yeah, it's seven <laughs> buttons undone. You might as well just came out of the, the, the dugout with this jersey billowing. Yes. Yeah. But let's get back to Yohan Mankata. On his scouting report, it literally said he has every tool in the toolbox, including being extremely handsome. <laughs> Did they? Swear to God. <laughs> Bro, Bro, do you remember when I heard they first from... started coming out, um, like, hyping Yohan Mankata? It was literally just him working out in the gym, just being yoked. I mean, yeah. Do you remember his workout video where he had that super tight compression long sleeve and you saw every muscle in his upper body and yeah. he was just hitting baseballs out of the yard? Righty yep. and lefty? Yep. He's not normal. Nope. Yoan Makata is a stud. Uh, I believe he's been an all-star. He is very good. Switch hitter. Fast as fuck. And he's, like I said, he's extremely handsome. I have no qualms about saying that. If you want to look him up, go ahead. I've literally read scouting reports where it's been like he has movie star looks. Like he's he's just an he's just a handsome man and yep. he's very wealthy as well. Yep. Yep, he's just, listen. God bless him, man. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. It what it is. It what it is. Oh, and they have the uh the best or the second best catcher in baseball. He has Manny Grandal. Currently hurt. Currently hurt, but known throughout his career as not only an asshole, but very good at his job, so allowed to be an asshole. Yes. If you don't, if you don't remember Sadiq, uh, he was a Los Angeles Dodger. It was a few years ago, and a noted reason the Dodgers let him go is because some of the pitchers said he was an asshole, and they didn't like pitching to him. Huh. Interesting. Who did he come from before the Dodgers? That I can't tell you. I want to say he was on the White Sox first because he's been around a little bit. Grandal. Why do I? Why am I feeling like he was on the Twins? He was never on the Twins though. That don't ring a bell. I feel like the team I'm thinking about has a color scheme. Yasmani Grandal. He sounds like he'd play for the uh, Marlins. No. Because he's Cuban. Let's see. He was drafted by the Reds, 12th overall. He was a Padre. Padre. He was a Padre. I don't know where I got the twins from, but yeah, Padre. He was a Padre. Oh, my God. Yo, so I'm just going to give you this little-known fact. Or maybe it's well-known. Yasmani Grandal... Has never been a below-average hitter in his career. Has never been a below... What does that mean? What is the... He's never had a WRC plus below 100. Oh. He's been in the league since he was 23. Wow. So I know some of you are listening to this and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? WRC plus is weighted runs created. And that means... It takes the run-created stat from Bill James and adjusts the number to account for external factors, such as ballpark effects. So, for instance, if I play for the Mets in City Field and Sadiq plays in Yankee Stadium, 
I might have more power than Sadiq, but because Yankee Stadium is a better hitter's park than City Field, Sadiq's overall numbers for the year might be better than mine. So WRC Plus makes it into an even playing field and factors in everything. So basically, Yasmani Grandal has never been bad at hitting, and he's also been a gold glove catcher for the last 10 years of his career. So asshole or not, he is a benefit to whatever team he's been on. Are we still asking the who shot JFK question? It is too late. Who's asking that? It's on TV. All right, enough. We know, we know who shot him. Who? Who Sadiq? Who shot him? Oh, uh, that guy. It's a lot. That guy. Who's in that building? That guy. He says. That video is crazy. Have you seen that video? Of JFK getting shot, in his uh. In his drop top? I have not. Yeah. Oh, actually, yes, I have. With his brains everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two shots. First shot was, like, neck or something. And then the second shot, like, split his head open. Kind of crazy. Did we we talk about Barstool potentially coming to a deal with the uh, MLB? Last pod. Okay. So we'll skip that. You know what's been fucking me up, though? China is beating our ass in in uh, money. <laughs> China's beating our ass. Yeah, so I listen to this podcast called Bankless, and they're just basically uh, a DeFi or slash crypto pod, and they just talk about the advancements in that arena and what's going on, etc. Uh, I'm very bullish on crypto. So they had a guy on called Richard Turin, who was an economist that lived in China for a good amount of time. And, yo, let me tell you something, man. China might do a lot of fucked up shit with their, with their people, and they might do a lot of, like, fucked up shit just regulating things and making things, you know, they don't have, like, a real internet because everything's censored. But economically, they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. Elaborate. So... China has made it possible for, because this is the thing about China. China has a lot of people that live in rural areas that will never be able to get to banks or centers where they can cash checks or deposit money. So they're not able to participate in the economy for the sole fact that they don't have their money in a bank account or a digital account. Okay. All their money is in hand and cash. So... China's government created, uh, what is it, WePay and AliChat. Or is it, we? no, it's WeChat and Alipay. <laughs> I'm sorry. The guy on the podcast did that too. It fucked me up. But basically, these are apps like Zelle, my Cash App, etc. That take zero fees from you. Right? Zero fees. There's like a to point. To like transfer to your bank? To do anything. Or to do anything. There's oh, okay. zero fees. You can transfer to the bank. You can pay somebody, whatever you take. If anyone's familiar with Cash App or other stuff, you know, there are fees. There's not a lot, but there are fees. Venmo has fees now. Even Apple Pay has a transfer fee. Yeah, if you want to transfer to your bank, if you want to do it immediately. So, basically, they, they enabled all these people that don't have banks or are away from banks to use their money in the economy. So, they've, enab- they've enabled millions of people. 
to participate in their economy. Then China's also been working on their own digital currency. That way, money doesn't have to be exchanged. So this guy, Richard Turin, that's an economist living in China, basically was saying how that basically he hasn't stepped in a bank in years. He pays his bills, his rent, everything through his phone. Transfers money, pays for things, gets paid. He said that effectively, banks aren't needed at this point because everything is done on a phone. Yeah, I've, def- it- I've seen those ads on the train. Uh, I can't remember what bank it's for, but they always ask, uh, great point. They always ask, uh, convince us why banks are necessary in terms of like branches. Uh, you knew it was going to go paperless. You knew it. Yeah, but it's to the point where people don't even need, you know, bank accounts. They just have, I have my money on, on uh, WeChat. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And it's almost like a social media. They said that WeChat is very similar to maybe like a Twitter light where you can interact with people, talk to people. He said it'd be. You could do that on Venmo. You know how Venmo like shows you <laughs> like all the transactions? Yes. And like how people talk to each other. It's kind of like that. Which I hate. It's weird. Patrick Mahomes is literally in the dugout for the White Sox. <laughs> Yeah. So basically China's enabled all this stuff, right? And they've enabled uh they've they've enabled the velocity of money in China to move faster. You know, in the United States it's estimated that there's over I think twenty or thirty million people that aren't banked. Which means that they don't have a bank account, they don't have their money in the economy, all their money's in cash or in in hard assets. Which means that they can't can't participate in the economy. So right. The reason that that's bad or not beneficial is that you have less participators in the economy. You have less money circulating. And the less money circulating means that that money is just sitting around depreciating. And if you have these people that are just sitting on this money and not doing anything with it, when they need to use it, it's going to be bad. So this is going to keep people in poverty, essentially, you know, or usher them towards it for the simple fact that if you can't spend your money easily... It becomes worthless. Just like I'm sure you've heard your elders or someone you've cut, you've you've spoken to in passing. Oh, milk in my day was two dollars. Now six dollars. I don't get it. It's shit crazy. That's inflation. And the longer you sit on that money, the less it can do for you. A hundred dollars fifty years ago would have been decent pay for take home for the week. Correct. If you take home a hundred dollars a week. That could be gone in hours, if not sooner. You could you could pay you could pay your car. You might not even be able to pay your car insurance with a hundred. I won't be. Even with that Florida ass insurance. Yeah, no. The Infinities carry uh, a higher tag because it's luxury. Sadiq got a new car. I want to tell you guys about it. (laughs) I don't want to tell you shit. Catch me in passing. Uh, The reason China's shitting on us is that China's able to reach more people easier. And we're all, and they're all connected a, a lot easier. China's been working on this, you know. They're on the second version of their digital currency. And guess what? Digital currency helps Sadiq. Inflation. Why, Sadiq? <laughs> because inflation occurs when the Fed prints too much fucking money. And if you don't have to print the money, Sadiq, what's the issue? They ain't no goddamn issue. Exactly. Because that money in circulation remains the same. Ooh. And just like 
you know, when people need to get things paid or the government needs to send you your rebate, instead of sending people letters or checks, like, for instance, when they had, what is it? When they had to send out the stimulus checks or they send out the tax rebates, instead of sending checks or having to wait to send it to the banks, instead, they just send it on WeChat or Alipay. You literally, they'll announce it today and tomorrow everyone has the money in their account. Let me tell you something. Imagine if everyone's stimmy hit in the same week. Imagine how much, how, imagine how much money is saved by the government between man hours. Classe like, would have been sixteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Classe Azul Jesus. in nineteen forty two would all would all be twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, but then you got to think about it like this, right? Think about how much man hours are saved by not having someone to put a letter in an envelope and mail it. Think about how much paper is saved, how much time is saved. How much energy is saved? Because think about it. These people ain't putting those letters into envelopes for free. They're not doing it in a dark room. They're not doing it without resources. Those are all things that could be saved. So the longer you avoid that, the further you fall behind economically. Because you're making things more difficult. You're making it harder for people to spend their money, harder for them to get to the money, and harder for them to get that money and use it however they please. We should put the, the hand clapping sound after this that was great yeah that was like four minutes of just you going off that was great bro this is i didn't want to say anything i I felt like i should just let you rock this is this is alarming to me because we're really as a country we're very far behind i tweeted this the other day we've been far behind for a minute it's embarrassing and he was just this guy went on a tangent like i felt like i learned so i did learn so much i'm not i didn't feel he was just saying that basically the United States made it so that if you want to buy oil in the world, you had to use U.S. dollars. And that's why the U.S. dollar has been so strong, because people had to convert their dollars because of OPEC and buy things with oil. But now, because currency is going digital and stuff, people don't have to do that. So the dollar's losing its alert. than it was before. And now people are doing what? We're moving towards electric cars and electric vehicles and solar panels. So oil is losing its value. So as so our dollar is, in effect, tied to oil, which was a great strategy up until, like, the 80s or 90s. But now it's fucking us. Yeah. And China's on level two of their digital currency. They're rolling out the next one. Yeah, imagine. California's not even going to allow gas-powered cars in 2030. Exactly. So why the fuck would someone else pay in U.S. dollars and convert? You know what I'm saying? It's It's a problem. And think about it like this. The average age of a senator in the United States is 65 years old. Old motherfuckers, bro. Yeah. They don't understand cryptocurrency or digital currency. They're too fucking old. If I told my dad I had 10 bitcoins, he'd tell me how much cash that's worth. He would say, can you put it into cash or you need to put it into cash or some shit. And it's like he does. It, they just don't understand. Yeah, and the, they don't fucking The want cash it. is king notion is it's not a, it's not a thing anymore. I had this argument with my pops yesterday. What did he, he say? Was, he was saying cash is king, and no. I was, and I said, Dad, <laughs> literally, I said, Dad, cash has never been king. And he said, cash, He said, Well, if you need a loan, you got to go to the bank with some cash. I said, If I go to the bank with assets versus cash, they will give me more. If you money. go to a bank with a seven forty credit score, they're gonna give you whatever you want. That no, 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 not even the credit score. You need to have asset. Like I'll put it like this: Let's say you have a hundred k in the bank, right? 100k cash in the bank you could take it out right now like this second mid podcast and i own a fucking house who's gonna get a bigger loan 
and I have zero dollars in my savings. Who's going to get a bigger loan, Sadiq? Me or you? I mean, you. I'm going to get a bigger loan. Why? The house appreciates more. That cash is going no, down every day. The, the house, house is, is going up. The house is fucking collateral. It doesn't even matter about the appreciation. That house is collateral. It's a physical thing, right? That cash, hundred k. Well, even with the hundred k, you wouldn't. What are you going? What are you going for a loan for? Just at that point. Don't get that deep into it. Put it like this. This is how you got to look at it. If you have a hundred k cash today in twenty twenty one, in twenty forty, that a hundred k might be worth half. Or Those buy you saying. half, right? A hundred k in the nineteen fifties will put you in a mansion. Today, that can't put you in some apartments in Brooklyn. Correct. That's what I'm talking about. Correct. That's what I was trying to make him understand yesterday. It's equity and uh, collateral, exactly at the same time. Exactly. That house is a house. <laughs> yes. Regardless, that house is indeed a house. Houses in fifty houses have have gone from six have multiplied by six to ten times. In value since the 1950s. The house I grew up in was worth about 100, 150 grand when my parents bought that house. It is worth seven times that now, or six times that, whatever the exact number is. Yeah. But that's why the bank is going to say, We don't give a fuck about your cash. And I was trying to explain that to him yesterday, and it was like fucking talking to a fucking brick wall. Oh, Dad. the banks are going bankrupt and this. I was like, Dad, it don't fucking matter because they got bailed out. And they're still the ones lending the money. Fucking wake up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But old people like to fucking argue and they don't like to change their fucking view. Because they think that, oh, because I'm this old now, I must have been doing something right. Where it's like, you just might have been fucking lucky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was de- Listen, they got it how they got it back then. They gave us everything. But it was definitely easier back then. That's what I'm saying. It was saying. definitely easier. Oh, this is Aaron Bummer, by the way. Storm 96. Figured. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, those are the people that are in charge of making policy. Like, for instance, in this infrastructure bill, you know what they tried to sneak in under it? No. They tried to sneak in that all crypto servicers and wallets have to be able to account, have to be able to have a tax document from all their users. Siddi, do you understand how insane that is? They love that tax, man. It's just... Un- yeah, they do. But it's unquantifiable. Because it's like this. If I bought six Ethereum tokens tokens today, and then I bought them at... The, it's trading over 3000 right now. And then I sell them, or I sell one in a couple months, and I sell for 2500 and I sell one for 4500 The price is fluctuating so much... And it's so hard yeah. to quantify it. You can't it have something concrete. Because it's tax. Exactly. But you don't have to sell the whole token. You can sell a fraction of it. It's just very difficult to quantify. Add in the fact that some of these tokens, like for instance, if you buy something on Coinbase, you can transfer it to a wallet or to a protocol that allows you to earn interest on it or allows you to earn basically dividends and earn more. But it's being transferred from Coinbase or another wallet. So you have to... Yeah, the platform's still the same. But I'm saying it's almost impossible for you to track that each step of the way. You're not moving it off of a different platform. The platforms are the same. Let me ask you something. Let's say Ethereum, right? Ethereum, three months ago, was like $1,500, right? $1,600. If I earned interest on that, right? And I earned interest on that. And it was $1,600 when I bought it, right? And then I earned interest on it. And I have two more from that. How the fuck do you tax me, Sadiq? Do you tax me on my initial buy? 
Do you tax me on the interest? Do you just tax me on everything because you don't know? I don't think it's they don't know. It's they tax you on everything because they can. No, I'm, that's my that's my point. Yeah. They don't fucking know what they're doing, and they don't understand it because you can't do it that way. You should only do it on the sales made. And you know what else they said? One senator, I think it was Nancy Pelosi or something like that, said that they're scared that they're going to have to bail out uh, the crypto industry like the banks. How would you bail out the crypto industry? Exactly. How the fuck? Nobody's lending anything. It's just being transferred. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what? These are the people in there charge. There was a big hack on crypto the other day, though. Yeah, they ha- ha- hacked uh, Polygon. Yeah, $600 million. Yeah. And they're, now the hackers are returning it. Yeah. Just, I didn't read the full story, but I don't... Well, apparently, it's just because the people, basically, the people from Polygon slash Matic just said that, one, everything you took is becoming traceable. So there's a company called Palantir, which I own stock of, and I will continue to own stock of, that has a bunch of government contracts. And basically, they're going to be the the, the country's... Uh, Crypto security? No, more like their, their uh, police hound. Because they figured out how to track crypto. Oh. And now, all these new crypto things are making it possible so you can track the IP address. Mm. And find out where things are going. It's not crypto's not going to be as anonymous as it used to be. Right. I mean, you had to know if you're going from if it's going to go mainstream, it has to be trackable. Yeah. You can't just be completely yeah, anonymous. Nah, it's nah, not nah, going to nah. fly. But but that's my point. You can't go dark in the U.S. Not going anywhere. Yeah. Not anywhere. Work. People aren't going to adopt it if they know they can be robbed and no one will know exactly. or help. Just exactly. like plus, if you had to know if it was going to go from phone to phone, computer to computer, you know it was going to have some sort of trackability. It's going to it's going to leave a footprint. Like yeah. the people that hacked the. Uh, the gas pipeline and the and and shut down the uh, the truckers the truckers routes yeah digitally they got paid in Bitcoin guess what the the people that paid in Bitcoin they got most of that Bitcoin back because the government was able to find it and get it back from those wallets and arrest those people oh really yeah oh that's why Bitcoin had an even more severe dip because they're like oh it's not completely anonymous but it didn't matter because that's not the value of, of Bitcoin right. the value of Bitcoin is that it's worth it's a store of money like like gold yes. but it's code and it can be transferred easily that's why cryptocurrency is so valuable because it can be taken anywhere you don't need a bank account you just Correct. need a smartphone and a smart wallet and you can have both of those and you that's can transfer service. it into any currency i could go to venezuela right now and get my bitcoin turned into some cash whatever <laughs> venezuela's dollar is for probably no transfer fee for the sole fact that well, Venezuela is also in flames. Yes, so. but I, I just chose any country. It was just the first one that came off came off the tongue. But yeah, you can do it for basically no fee because you're not converting anything. You're just saying like, I'll give you a Bitcoin and you give me the equivalent of whatever 50,000 American dollars is in Venezuelan money. You know what I'm saying? And people would rather have the cryptocurrency than cash. But wow. yeah. So apparently the hackers have started re- re- uh, returning some of the money to Polygon slash Matic. Polygon is a side is a side blockchain to Ethereum that's going to help process transactions because everything in crypto now is scaling. A lot of the thing about crypto is that a lot of crypto is transferable and it moves fast and it works on the internet. However, for for you to have stuff on the internet, you need servers. 
right? And with those servers, it costs money to keep them up. It costs electricity, costs gas, etc. Correct. So that's why, for instance, they're saying like Bitcoin mining is bad for the environment. Why? Because to mine for a Bitcoin, you get Bitcoin from putting together layers of code and connecting things, right? So to do that, you need thousands of servers and computers going at the same time. That's tons of electricity and gas and time being invested. So it's it's kind of terrible for the environment as well. Yes. But it's less terrible than actually everything else that we're doing, you know? But that's all relative. But regardless... But I mean, even that, like the electricity, it's going it, to... You can get it from somewhere that's renewable. You know, granted. Some people can. Do, granted. Some people can. Yeah. But you got to think about it. Not everyone's mining it that way. If this you got, is what I'm saying. If you Not everybody's have, doing that, but it can be turned into something. Renew- you can use it. You can get it. You can mine it by using a renewable energy source if you needed to. If something, if if crypto were to be so regulated to the point where it'd be like, all right, we're at the point now where we're trying to make the environment, we're trying to keep our environment because we've already decimated it enough, right? Yes. I'm sure somebody's going to find a way to mine for not just Bitcoin, to mine for everything in a more uh, eco-friendly way. Well, that's, that's why certain cryptos go up. Like Ethereum cost less to mine or, or to create than Bitcoin does. But at the same time, Ethereum takes a lot of energy to process transactions. So new blockchains and new cryptos are coming up all the time. And basically side layers or side blockchains are being brought, are being created to help Ethereum process. So that's basically what's going on in the crypto market now. It's basically the infrastructure is getting built and everyone's hedging their bets. Yes. You know, but for the most part, Bitcoin looks like the gold of crypto, which just means it's the store of value. It just basically tells you where the crypto market is right now. And Ethereum looks like the winner. And in terms of winner, because this has been said by many people, it's just the most u- utilized thing. It's like, how do I put it? If Bitcoin is the gold, then Ethereum is the steel. Buildings aren't made out of gold. They're made out of steel. Yeah. Because NFTs are made on an Ethereum blockchain. Are they? Yes, they are. Huh. Yes, they are. That's why Ethereum has been soaring this year because people are realizing, like, oh, shit. You know? You can do so much more on Ethereum blockchains. Ethereum blockchain can process thousands of, of transactions per second. Bitcoin can do, like, 10. It's not as efficient, but that's why Bitcoin is a store of, of technology. That's why it's gold. Yes. So it's just, it's amazing. But everything I just said, our senators can easily find that on the internet. And they don't because they can't, they don't want to. Or Which is more dangerous to. than can't. It, it's so dangerous. Because it's, it's so crazy. Because people get so mad at like senators like, or Congress people such as AOC and the younger ones that are pushing for more progressive shit. And it's like, guys, you want these old fucks in there. And they're just bringing us back further and further and further. One of them's like, we're going to bail out the crypto industry. You can't bail out the crypto industry because that doesn't make any fucking sense. Then you want to tax it. And it's like, how the hell would you do that? How are you going to tax that industry when you can't track half of it? What if, City? what if I convert my Ethereum token tokens into Stellar Lumen tokens? And sell those tokens. Listen, you know what it is? If you want to be able to tax it, then you better sit down and calculate 
when and ha- when I transferred that Ethereum to Stellar Lumens and what the fuck the prices were for each of those. You can tr- you can track that. No. Calculate that and let me know. But they're telling the wallets and the other protocols like Ave and Compound to do that. And they're saying we can't because that would literally just we would just shut down because it's impossible. No, you couldn't. You can't quantify that. It's too. I mean, I was going to say for lack of a better word, but I think this word fits perfectly. It's too volatile. The movement is too volatile. Correct. And it's just too hard to track. It doesn't, you can't do that. You have to just do it the standard way, which is how they do stocks and stuff, which is if I sell Bitcoin today for 45K, then you can tax me on that because I transferred it into American dollars. But anything else you have no jurisdiction on because there's nothing you can do. No. And instead of trying to tax everybody. And you know, fuck you. That's my return. Fuck you. (laughs) Also that. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. If you sell anything, it's it's just it just happens like that. But yeah, it's just our old ass senators and our fucking ancient government. Instead of trying to move forward, they're just trying to find new ways to tax shit. Instead of saying, "Huh, maybe we should buy some Bitcoin," or maybe we should find a way to make one of these currencies work for the United States. So the next time we have to send money out, or instead of sending money and taxes through the mail we just say okay if you have coinbase we'll send your rebate once you register we'll send your rebate in crypto and you can just cash it out there and we won't tax it wouldn't that be much easier sadiq yeah you could just turn listen why not just turn the dollars into a into into a coin the dollars they've they've only <laughs> dollars <laughs> dollars so I don't know if you know this, but there's there's some things called stable coins, which is basically this, right? So, like we were just talking about, they're gonna tax the fuck out of you selling, and they're trying to tax the fuck out of you selling any crypto, right? So, what these wallets and protocols are allowing you to do is you can transfer your tokens into stable coins. So, for instance, there's the USDC, which is the US dollar coin. So, and it mirrors the dollar the dollar's value so if i have let's say i have a bitcoin right now right and my bitcoin's worth 46k i can convert that bitcoin into 46,000 us dollar coins and it's called a stable coin because it's not volatile it's just it's just basically saying that this coin represents the us dollar and that's it this is a lot so for instance right they're turning the dollar into a coin and saying you could trade that you can trade that, but you wouldn't because it's not volatile. It's yeah. worth whatever the dollar's worth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you could but, put 100000 and that'd be 100000 But you can't get taxed on it if you convert it. So let's put it like this, Oh, right? you can't get taxed on it. No, So let's because you haven't cashed out. So let's do it like this, right? So I'm going to give you an example of the stock market. I have a bunch, I'm going to change up my whole stock portfolio this year, right? I have a whole new plan. I took like a couple hours the other day, and I mixed it up, right? Because I have a new plan going forward. I've learned my lesson with a couple things, and now I'm going to change it, right? I want to exit my positions with a few stocks, right? When I sell those stocks, whatever I sell, I'm going to be taxed on. There's nothing I can do about it besides just build up stuff that I can use as collateral for my tax return and hope they don't rate me. But whatever I sell, they're going to tax the fuck out of me. They're going to take 30 to 40% of my tax of tax out of those stocks right? Nothing I can do about it at this point. I just have to eat it, move on, go on with my strategy. Do it this once, 
Put all the money in the Roth IRA because that's why people say Roth IRAs are great. Because in the Roth IRA. Correct. In the Better Roth, than traditional IRAs. Well, depends what your strategy is. But Roth IRAs. Tax you on each contribution no, as no, no. you contribute. You get you get taxed now in the forefront. But if I, let's say, for instance, right? A lot of people say trade in your Roth IRA. If I sell everything in my Roth IRA and I just go straight cash and liquid and it stays in my Roth IRA... Those transactions don't get, oh, those transactions don't get taxed. So if I sell $7,000 worth of stock in my regular account, in a regular stock account, and I don't take it out the bank, and I don't take it out the account, it still gets taxed, right? But if I'm in the Roth IRA and I sell $7,000 worth of stock and I leave it in the Roth IRA, it doesn't get taxed. So that's, so this is basically the, the crypto workaround, right? If I have a Bitcoin and I sell it for 45000 right? I'm going to get taxed because it's been converted into American dollars. So it's a sale. But if I convert that Bitcoin into 45000 US dollars, US dollar coins, I can't get taxed on that because I haven't cashed out. So it's not a sale. It's a conversion, which they're trying to tax. So if I have 45000 US dollar coins, it's like the equivalent of having $45,000 in my account so that's the utility there because then i can take that and say okay i'm going to keep that and then when bitcoin or something else takes a dip i'm going to invest in that or what you can do now is a lot of protocols are allowing you to take loans so like let's say i think okay bitcoin's peaked right at like let's say earlier this year when it peaked at sixty-seven thousand, let's say i sold right i hit the peak perfectly which never happens but i sell and then I convert it, and I, well, instead of selling, I convert it into US dollar coins, right? And it's $67,000 coins. One is stable. It's gonna be 67,000 each way, right? Protocols are allowing you, protocols and Coinbase are allowing you to take out a loan against it. Hmm. So now, instead of having to liquidate it, you just take, you just take a loan and you can use that cash and you pay it back slowly yeah. and you can use, that, use it as collateral. <coughs> so that's genius. Imagine if when Bitcoin is at its highest, you take out a loan, right? Bitcoin's at sixty-seven thousand. Let's say I take out a loan for forty k, right? It's pretty sweet. If Bitcoin dips, I'm a little fucked, but as long as I can pay it back gradually, I'm good. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. So now there's people are treating crypto like how it should be treated, which is an asset, which is like kind of like stocks, but with more actual utility. Yep. None of our senators understand this. None of them. None of them. This would blow their fucking mind. They got too much sunk into whatever they're doing now. No, they're just fucking old. They don't want to change it up. They're playing the game how it used to get played, which is because it's making money for them. Not not because it's making money. It's I just think it's, it's just, just stubbornness. This is what I learned from the wire, which I just finished. But what I learned from the wire is this: people are gonna play the game they know how to play it. And they don't want to change because they're scared that if it's a new game and they don't know the rules, they're going to get fucked. This is what I'm saying. They're already in it. They're already they're already making their returns. Why change it up for anybody else? And I, we knew that already because we knew this. We knew the, the United States government is greedy as fuck. I mean, yeah, but I don't. I think you're looking at it the wrong way. It's not that they're changing it because it doesn't make them money. It's more like they don't understand it, so they don't give a no, shit. I'm saying they're not changing it. No, no, no. I get what you're saying, right? They're not changing it. But this is the thing, right? <clears throat> they don't understand it, and they don't care to understand it. Which Correct. is, like you said, more dangerous. 
because they could have easily have a couple crypto people come in and explain to them the whole game. Feel me? It fucks us. Like, your whole job is to represent the people and do right by us. You could easily say, yo, get a couple of the lead crypto developers, have them come in, we'll pay for lunch, have them come in for the day. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And what have they done? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You can nada. pass the water. They've done not a thing. And what they're really doing is... Oh, thank you, sir. Sadiq has decided to pour me some water. There are more hogs than people in Iowa. Little known fact that uh, they just put on TV. Ashton Kutcher was also born in Iowa. And Joe, 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 Joe Burrow, Burrow and Kurt Warner. Look at that. Look at that, Iowa. Are there just polar bears in Alaska? Are there polar bears in Alaska? I don't know. I don't think there are polar bears in Alaska, I think there's black bears and grizzly bears. Okay, yeah. I think polar bears are just in Antarctica. I don't know about that. They're bears. They're dangerous. That's it. It's a bear. Bears can climb as fast as they can run. And bears can run as fast as 30 miles per hour. 35. What the fuck? Bears can run 35 miles an hour. And they have paws the size of a human head with steak knives for claws. I think just, like, the innard of the hand is our like the size of our head. I think the fingers and shit are, are like longer and bigger than our head. No, their their paw is literally the size of our head. I think it's bigger. Oh, okay. I well, think it's bigger. I won't That's what I'm saying. That. I think just the innard of their hand, like the the soft like paw, the yeah. actual paw, I think that is uh is our face. Our head. And then the rest of it is bigger. Like the claws and everything. Like those are at least 2 inches, 2 3 inches long. Yeah, so uh, have you seen The Revenant? Of course. With Leo? Of course. Remember he's fighting that bear? Bro, I I don't know. Listen, I get it. It's a movie. But I don't know how he didn't die. He got, like, literally stepped on, mauled on by a bear. Mm-hmm. Like, ripped up by a bear. I don't know how he didn't die. Yo, I agree. You remember when he broke his back and they had him strapped to that to that uh, yeah. stretcher for months? Yeah. People uh people back then were built very differently. Yo, very differently. Yo, if I get into a fight with a bear and break my back and there's no like hospital around, just leave me. <laughs> or put me out of my misery. Don't strap me to a stretcher and carry me around in the in the wilderness for months. I'm sorry, I don't need that. I don't need to go through that. Put a bullet in my brain. Yo, and send they, me to my maker. They literally straightened him out and put him rigidly on there so his spine would, would uh, heal correctly. Correct. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, that shit was so painful to watch. That yeah. scream just haunts me. He yeah. was really just. Yep. It's like the Batman one, too. I'm going to put that shit in the podcast. That man was, yo. Yeah. That man was just. <laughs> I think it was worse than that. I was dead that don't even sound like that. I can't even do that, bro. I've never experienced pain like that. I can't scream properly like that. That man was hurt. But yeah, uh, so our government is setting back our economy, and it's 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 very troubling because China's outpaced us. You know, India's outpaced us too. Really? They just have so many people. Their population's just so big. We're really lucky India is not able to get out of this. They're a first world sized country with third world infrastructure. 
if India is ever able to get their shit together, they're the next superpower. None yeah. we could do. They yeah. have India, billions. The of only people. problem with India is that there's just so uh, so much. Uh, uh, what's the word? There's so much uh, poverty and lack of infrastructure. Well, that they don't have roads, they don't have hospitals, they don't have doctors, they don't have lawyers, yeah, they don't have anything. Lack of uh, not lack of uh, what? Not urban is is it urbanization? Is that what I'm trying to say? Lack of urbanization, I guess. I think it's just like a lack of progress. There's just a lot of areas that haven't been brought up to speed, is what I'm trying to say. I think it's just there's more area I, I just, in India. modernization. Modernization. There's more area in India that has not mm-hmm. been uh, like worked on than there is Correct. in India. Correct. A billion people. You got a billion people in one country. Bro, I think they have a few billion, no? No, nah, it's just I, one billion. I thought they had two billion. No, oh, do they? Oh, if they do, I have Check the population in India. You got your phone crazy. in your hand, Jamoki Jones. That's crazy. Jamoculus. 1.3 billion. Wow. Yeah. How many people in the United States? Three point... I'm sorry. 300, 328 million. So they have a billion more people than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, China has more people than India, too. China's 1.3... 1.39, India's 1.36. Granted, I think China has like double the land area. Oh, a lot. India has 1.39 billion people. Yeah, if India gets their shit together, they are going to uh, go brazy. rule the world. They will be the White Sox of the world. You know what? You know what fucked me up today? <laughs> be the I remembered that the White Sox traded Fernando Tatis for James Shield. What if they yeah, imagine the when. White Sox with Fernando Tatis? Damn, the White Sox really. White Sox really went up. Like really went up. They got pitching. They got a bullpen. They got a disgusting lineup. Filthy. With bats that are made for heat-seeking missiles. God, you'd love to see. You'd love to see. Teams in a uh, in a league flip like that, you know, and I think it's very different in uh in baseball, uh-huh. because I mean, like football, you kind of have like you get your franchise quarterback and you kind of fill him with weapons. You might get a good tight end, good running back, two good receivers, and that might be it. But like with baseball, you got to just be firing on all cylinders. You know, you can't get like, you can't get an ace and then throw shit behind him, right? You can't get a good one-two out the bullpen without at least having a guy that can eat innings and not just be a mop-up, give up seven runs every time he comes in. And then in the lineup, I mean, one through one through six has got to be solid. At least. You know, for these teams anyway. Like for these teams that you know are going to go. Teams that we talk about in such like high praise. I feel like baseball, you just have to, you have to do more to be good. I hear what you're saying. I don't think football is a good comparison for the sole fact that football rosters have like sixty people. Yeah, on see, you know what I'm saying, like Only active roster. But I will say that this: make though. it to every game. I will say this though, I, because 
I do hear what you're saying because I'll say this. If Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, it's very hard to be bad. Just like if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, it's very hard to be bad. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I will say that in football, the positions are not evenly ranked. Like, if... Let's just say, let's just let's just fucking say, let's just fucking say, the Buccaneers, who are said to have the best roster in football, let's just say they cut two special teams dudes and say, Evan and Sadiq, we want you guys to be You're special in. teams, right? <laughs> There's only so much we can fuck up for this team, Yes. right? But if a baseball team is like Evan and Sadiq, you're coming out the pen, we're going to fuck a lot of shit up. Yes. Or we're going to be avoided like the fucking plague. So... I will say this. I, I will say that, and I will say that this. Like, Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in baseball right now when healthy, right? Even if Jacob, even for all, as good as Jacob deGrom is, he hasn't been able to will the Mets to the playoffs unless the rest of the team is playing well. That's what I'm saying. You know? You if you're a so star much. quarterback, let's, for instance, let's take Dak Prescott, right? When Dak was playing with the Cowboys last year and throwing for 400 yards a game, I believe they were 4-2 and two or 3-3. Three and three. And after that, they just went the shitter. Like, they just absolutely shit the bed. Or maybe well, they get hurt one. after that. He got hurt after he that. Got, he got hurt. Yeah. And they played like shit. They missed the playoffs. They were dog shit. Right? So, I will give you that. That in football, the rank, the, the hierarchy of importance of position is much different than in baseball. In baseball well, what does every team look for in football? Like, what do you, a your franchise QB. You that's mortgage your future you, for that quarterback every what time. You look the Eagles for. were going to give up Jalen Hurts. And like four, or I mean, I think three first rounders for the second overall pick to get Zach Wilson from BYU. The Jets were like, "That's a dub. We like him, right?" And I, that's a dubski. Yeah, I don't know if Zach Wilson's gonna be good or not. He has the tools. I just think that he's gonna have a steep learning curve. And I also think that my skepticism is mostly from the fact that I don't trust the Jets to be good at football or understand offense. Even the good Jets teams from the early. 2000s were just a defensive powerhouse that might score a few points. You know, they had Mark Sanchez who would try not to fuck up the game, and then they had Darrell Revis in a ridiculous D line. Yeah. But look, who knows? They got a Muslim head coach. First Muslim head coach. They're saying all the right things. In NFL history, baby. They got good vibes back. The guy they signed to a $60 million contract who missed his first complete year is back now. We will see how it goes. But more importantly, football is back. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Eagles just played today. Oh, just so you know, the Eagles won. You, you oh, no. Nope. I lied. I'm sorry. Oh. The Steelers came back. Hey. Fucking Eagle. I said I still think the Eagles trade for uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Yeah, probably. I'm not going to lie. I never thought Jalen was the quarterback of the future. I like the guy. I I do. I just don't. He don't. He doesn't hit me with that warm and fuzzy franchise QB feeling. Yeah. He looks like a solid backup. <clears throat> I gotta be honest with you. You're probably right. Like I'd feel comfortable with Jalen Hurts as my backup. You know. Yeah. He's not my QB one though. Not when Deshaun Watson's on the market. I was gonna say yeah. When you can get a top five QB, you go get and get the top five. QB. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the rest of the roster looks pretty good. So, we'll look, we'll see, man. But if there's one thing the NFC East gives us every year, it gives us an ample opportunity to talk <laughs> shit to each Yo. other and enjoy. I love it, too. 
Because the whole rest of the league is like, you guys suck. And we're just like, go fuck yourselves. We're yeah, going to fucking yeah. punch each other in the face in this dark alley. And then we'll come out and fight you. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> the NFC East is really just a fucking dumpster fire. It, yo, it's a dumpster fire that has the biggest crowd. Right? Like, the green, like, yo, the other divisions is just like, who cares? Like, when it's like, yeah. oh, like, the Chiefs division and the Packers division, it's like, no one Come gives on. a fuck. You know what's coming out of the Chiefs and the Packers like, division. Like, this isn't, this isn't fun for anybody. <laughs> exactly. Like, we are four teams that are taking terms fucking up. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, four teams that are below 500. Which one's coming out on top? Yo, and <laughs> Which one's you, the worst but the best? Bro, and motherfucking each other as much as possible. <laughs> We're, yo. <laughs> yo. You got to love it, man. That makes for good TV. The best TV, frankly. Yo, because you, you got the, the fucking Cowboys at the top of the division at 4-7. and seven. <laughs> And the Redskins are fucking 1-8. and eight. Oh, my God. I love... <laughs> I love Still in the hunt. <laughs> I love the Washington football team because they just, they just do dumb shit all the time. Like, it's their fucking job. Like, the Giants, and this is why I love the division, because every team has a fatal flaw, and they choose to ignore it. Like, the Giants had the worst O-line in football last year, right? I was listening to the PFF podcast, and they were talking about this, right? The Giants have done nothing to address that this offseason besides draft one O-lineman at the end of the draft and then pick up, like, one or two people. Like, Sadiq, your biggest weakness you don't address? Talking about we think continued continuity will help. So, Clint Eastwood loves being in these movies where he's saving these minorities. And he don't look old here, which is kind of crazy. Um, CGI. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so. Oh, Clint Eastwood is the one that his friend was raped by a black man. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I said Liam Neeson the other day. And it's not Liam Neeson. It's Clint Eastwood. It's one of them. One of them. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> um, uh, so. Out of the Giants O line last year, I believe I don't I believe two of them had played together before. So the continued continuity of them playing together, I get. Uh huh. Right? But at the same time, nobody in the O line last year showed any promise individually. Not 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 in the slightest. That's that's where I think they're missing it. It's like, all right. Maybe as a unit, they'll be able to pull it together. But if they still suck as a unit, then it doesn't matter. But this is my thing. Even if it's best-case scenario, do you go from last to, like, 24th in the league? That's still shitty. It's still shitty. But, I mean, like, an improvement's an improvement at the end of the day. And granted, like, the continued continuity thing is a real thing. So, like, you put... Agreed. You put the guy we drafted... I can't remember his fucking name because it's whatever. You put the guy you fucking, we fucking drafted in there, right? And... You allow him to get his reps, let's just say this year, right? Hopefully not next year, but let's just say next year. And as a unit, they progress. We go from last to 24th to 13th. I mean, from continued continuity of two years, I mean, as that's a win for the Giants. I mean, at the same time, what Daniel Jones is 27. Listen, Daniel Jones might need another two years. Listen, we might need another two years to find our franchise QB. You never know. Saquon's going to get healthy. Saquon's going to do what he's got to do, right? Darius Slayton, we still got Everett Ingram, Sterling Shepard, right? 
I mean, those. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who? Saquon. Oh, Saquon, but I'm, uh, that guy from the Gators. I can't remember his name. The guy we drafted this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fast dude. Yeah, feel me. Like, you, I think this team as a whole doesn't have any continued continuity. Yeah, but I just think that the like your biggest issue is the one you didn't address. Agreed. And, at the same time, and that's yeah. that's my thing. Like they were making a case that was basically like one of the guys on PFF, the British guy or Irish guy. That reminds me of you. Was literally like what? he was like Daniel Jones, is not bad. He showed promise, no, but he keeps getting bad. put in the worst situation. He was he literally this was the funniest shit he said. He goes, Daniel Jones has proven time and time again to be one of the to be one of if not the worst quarterback under pressure in the NFL. And Granted, what do the he's and, running for his fucking life? And what do the Giants do? Not fix the O line. Yeah. And he's literally said he said it looks like the way the Giants constructed this roster that they're gonna let Daniel Jones fail, and then either let him go on the market or resign him to a one year deal or something. And he's gonna go somewhere else and have a and solid out. and have some yeah. solid career. I don't think he's gonna ball out. But they basically said that. Daniel Jones is Eli with some wheels. And they said the one thing about Eli is Eli always had a good O-line. And now look. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember that Eli's last season where he had that look? Where he had that <laughs> wide-ass eye look where he saw the ru- the pass rusher coming right at him? Yeah. He's never seen that before. So that's what I'm saying. Your, f- your fatal flaw, you're just like, mm, we'll get around to it. Or continuity. Like, your quarterback is not good under pressure. Fix that. He's the most important player on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's got- just, it just looks stupid on us. What'd you draft them for? What'd you do this for? Mm-hmm. What'd you do all this for? To fucking, like, fuck the kid? Like, what'd you do all this for? Bro, they're just torturing him you at know? this point. And now you're getting everybody back. It's like when they took Saquon with the second pick, and everybody was like, really, a running back? And everyone's like, well, it's Saquon. And it was like, yeah, but you have the second pick. Go get the second quarterback. Best quarterback in this draft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mind you, a lot of those quarterbacks in that draft were lemons. I was going to say, that was uh, the second pick everybody wanted to Dwayne Haskins and Look what Dwayne Haskins is doing now. Yeah, but it's more about the process than it, you know, because you don't know. I mean, listen. It's about the process of that what That paid doing. off. You know? I mean, who, who who else was in that draft? What, what were the, there was That was a quarterback-heavy draft. I just can't remember. There's a lot of drafts. Let's, let's look up the Saquon draft. Because Saquon, I mean, we always we, we we just talked about the franchise QBs, but Saquon is a franchise player in general, mm-hmm. you know. So like, second pick, yeah, kind of crazy, right? But Saquon is gonna be Saquon is a generational talent. I just think that you have to see Saquon Barkley draft. I think you just have to think about it like this. It's unfortunate. Baker Mayfield went first. Sam Darnold went third. Denzel Ward went fourth. So I'll say this about Darnold, yeah. though. I think Darnold's going to be a good quarterback. I don't think he's the the genius, you know. But he also went to the Jets under Adam Gase for the beginning of his career. And Adam Gase is not good at his job. And if you think about it, Ryan Tannehill was under Adam Gase with the Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill didn't look great. Ryan Tannehill is now with the Tennessee Titans. has led them to back-to-back playoff burps and deep runs. He's been fucking great. Fucking great. Yep. You're telling me, dog, Giants bolster the offensive line. Daniel Jones gets uh, gets some time to relax. Because he's a fucking, he looks scared of shit, 
right? I'm so saying. You, you give, I'm saying. <laughs> he looks scared as shit, bro. So you give him some time to relax and find our receiving core, like with Saquon in the backfield and our defense, right? You're telling me the Giants can't can't win that division? You tell me the Giants aren't on top of that. With you. Anybody can win that division. I'm not disagreeing me? with you. I just think that, yeah, so of all the quarterbacks taken in the first round that year, they were pretty much terrible. Oh, but Lamar Jackson did go 32nd. Okay, well, it's Lamar fucking Jackson. So. Yeah, so, in summary. Gettleman, uh, get it together, you fuckheaded fuck. No, 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 I just meant about the Giants. <laughs> the Gettleman. NFC East, they yeah. It's a Gettleman thing. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what that's all about, but that's fucking crazy. But now, think about the Washington football team. What, the, what does the Washington football need? Everything. Uh, no, no, no. They have a great defense. They need an O-line, some receivers, and, and a quarterback. quarterback. Well, Who's their quarterback right now? Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, Yo, exactly. that man is just saving teams. Yo, so apparently they they just think that oh well our defense is so good that Fitzpatrick will do the job. That's what they think. Then you got the Cowboys who everybody was hurt last year and the offensive line was weak and the D line had holes and what did they do? They're pretty cash strapped apparently, so they re-signed Prescott. They brought everybody back that was injured and made a couple minor moves and they kind of well they did draft Micah Parsons, which was huge. I think he's gonna be a fucking stud. That linebacker from Penn State that moves yep. that's mad fast. He's he's crazy. But yeah. Uh they just kind of said, fuck it, we'll run it back. But the Cowboys are great because the person that runs their team is old ass hand job getting Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Yeah, and my favorite part about Jerry Jones is he's the owner and the GM. And he just continually fucks up. And it's so funny because he's the only one that has to answer to him. So it's like, I'm gonna fuck up. Who gonna tell me about myself? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you got Mike McCarthy, the ex-Packers coach, that fat-ass guy. Aaron Rodgers hates him, says the offense is too fucking vanilla, and he's bad at his job, has no vision. He gets fired. So what does Jerry Jones say? Oh, yeah, we need that guy in fucking Dallas. Why? Because Jerry Jones is why? vanilla as fuck. Why not, why, not, why not hire Tony Romo? Why not hire the guy that they have running their, running their offense to be the head coach? Why do people think that Tony Romo has no idea what he's talking about? Because Tony Romo do be saying some crazy shit. He be saying some crazy shit, but I feel like Tony Romo knows what the fuck he's talking about. I, I like Tony Romo. I'm a personally. fan of Tony Romo. You know what, what it is? I don't think... I think Tony Romo sounds crazy when commentating. I think he sounds like a doof <laughs> yeah, when he's he commentating. He you know? Like, yeah. he's like... He's almost like second-guessing, but he's that type of person. He's like, you know what? Let me just say all this shit with Matt Conviction, and maybe it'll sound good. You know? So I don't think, I don't think Tony Romo's a good commentator. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, and then we have the Eagles, my team, who need a quarterback. We traded ours that we thought was our franchise guy. He's now having foot surgery, so right now it looks like the right move. Uh, the price was too high to move up in the draft. We don't have a quarterback. That's pretty much what it comes down to. We needed a quarterback. We need a quarterback. Price was too high. Uh, I will say this to the Eagles' credit. I didn't think they would make any real moves, but... They fired their head coach, changed up the infrastructure, got a new coach who's head coach who's gotten rave reviews. And the new defensive guy is supposed to be really good with cornerbacks. He just came from the Rams. And the Eagles cornerbacks have been getting torched the last couple of years. So we'll see. Everything's in flux in Philadelphia. 
So, put it like this. The Eagles are basically in a skinny rebuild, hoping it works out. And we need a QB. And the QB we want to trade for is has 22 counts of sexual assault against him. Levied. Whether they're real or not, they've been levied in a court of law. And no charge has been... No charge has been put down on him yet. I, I just don't think there will be a charge, honestly. I think that... Was... I'm sorry, not no charge. No, uh... 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 What do you call it? No, uh... Decision. No, no decision has been made yet. Yes. I just personally think that... Because the lawsuit is being brought by the neighbor of the owner of the team, that once they're able to trade him, those lawsuits will magically go away or there'll magically be several settlements. But until then, we'll see. You know? But I will say this. If Deshaun Watson is wearing Eagles green... Are you going to be more of a menace than you usually are? Oh, my God. You have no idea. Are you kidding me? I have a top five quarterback on my team, and he's black, and he's mad ignorant. Not ignorant, but he just be doing mad stupid shit. Yo, he's hilarious on fucking Snapchat, bro. You have Deshaun on Snapchat? Yo, he's hilarious. <laughs> what the Yo, fuck? Yo, he's... Bro, it's just him in either a PJ or, like, in his Rolls Royce truck with some motivational-ass quote. Like, nigga, shut up. You made it. Enough. <laughs> I don't need to hear about how you came from the struggle. You are in a $200,000 car. We know you're not in the struggle no more. Well, I think uh, I think we just let loose on another banger. Yo, kudos to you for going off on that crypto shit, man. That uh, educated me and everybody who who is gonna open their ears to this podcast. It's important, bro. You this know? is the future of our, this is the future of the world. It's bigger than just the United States economy. You know, if you're not buying crypto, you need to do it immediately. I'm not going to tell you what to buy, but you need to get in some crypto. It's just where the world is going. It's just like when the dot-com bubble was happening or people were like buying up uh, domains or, you know, betting on Internet companies in the early 2000s. If you could go back in time to someone in 2002 and you brought up the Internet and someone was like, oh, I don't know, you'd slap them in the face and be like, are you stupid? It's the Internet. But... It's the same thing now. In ten years, there's gonna be some people that are millionaires from crypto, and all did what all they did was put a couple thousand in and buy something and then let it sit. Now you have the internet to teach you about all this shit. You know, you can no buy, excuse now. Exactly, you can buy a stock, you can write an article, you can pay a bill, you can do all these things from your phone, from a mobile device. Let's put it. Oh! Oh! Ho, 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 ho. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. He's going crazy. Yeah, baby. Woo! Let's go, motherfucking Yankees, baby. God damn. Giancarlo Santon just hit a ball into the corn. At the field of <laughs> into dream, the field fucking of corn to take the motherfucking lead at the top of the ninth. Against the best closer in baseball this year. That was crazy. He smoked that. Didn't even fucking wait on it. He caught that off the end of the bat. He did. He did. He did. If you saw that ball, I wasn't hit. That wasn't hit crazy. Yo, Eloy Jimenez, what kind of jump was that? Yeah, that that was pretty sad. This is why they only want him to DH. That looks so awful. Yeah, that was pretty sad. He looked like he hurt himself. Yo, I love the football handoff. I love the football handoff. Yeah. uh, Around third. Oh, man. Well, 
we're going to watch the end of this game. Uh, tune in to uh, E-Double Patch. Uh, another banger we sent for you here. Um, you heard the man. Get in tune with crypto. It's the future. If you don't, you're going to look back on this episode and wish you did. Uh, and worse than that, we're going to laugh at you. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm right. screaming. Evan, Evan, don't. I nah, yo. Don't berate the people. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell. I'll tell you what, man. I will tell you what. I will tell you what. I will tell you what. There are people that invested in the internet. That invested in progressive things, that progressed uh, invested in Tesla, that are reaping the rewards, and in a couple years, or in a decade or two, when this crypto shit goes crazy and it's part of everyday life, I'm not gonna say I told you so. I'm just gonna look at you out of my Porsche drop top, and I'm gonna laugh at you as I sip my smoothie and I'm gonna drive away. You heard the man. Be kind. Drink water. Don't be racist. Ta-ta. See you later.